Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 510 at scavengerlife.com, as always. <laughs> Here we are again. Again and again and again. Plotting, our li- plotting along in our lives. Yeah. Day by day. Uh, yesterday we had... Well, first of all, I want to make a clarification. I was incorrect last week. I was talking about a guy that broke a record, and once he did that... <laughs> What's so, what's so funny? It, it's just funny. You're like, I'm just going to say this thing, and I haven't looked it up, but it was something. I was trying to yeah. remember from my memory, which is probably not a good idea sometimes. But anyway, yeah. it was Roger Bannister in 1954 that broke the four-minute mile. Four minutes. And not you had said five minutes. minutes. And I said the 30s. It was 1954. <laughs> well, I did say he was from England, so that that, that part was That part was true. Correct. But uh, Roger Bannister is his name. Four uh, minute mile. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But but it's done all the time now yeah. by not people like me, but like by not. <laughs> you don't have to be an Olympic athlete to do it. I mean, people are right, doing right. it. Yeah, on like regular, regular runners, yeah. like people who are just runners. I I wonder if anyone's done a three minute mile. Oh, you gotta Google it. Yeah. Like, what's the fastest mile run? Yeah, at, at, at some, how fast? At some point, it's all about it's physics, I guess. Mm. Um, okay, yesterday. Yesterday, back to yesterday was a milestone. Yes, for in us. our lives. Okay, yes. I want to slow this down because I, I I would like to unpack this because I feel like <laughs> this is a important moment in our lives. Okay, as scavengers. <laughs> Just as human beings. Yeah. Okay. We had a big staff meeting at our coffee shop yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So number one, we built a coffee shop. <laughs> that was number first. two. We now have a staff of eight employees. Yeah. And we all sat there and we're gonna open soon. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to, like, to say we're when we're going to open, when. but very soon, <laughs> and it was cool. Yes. And, you know, number one, I got to say, this is all our two partners. Like, they're in charge of, like, they're the uh, a restaurant coffee shop experts. Right. They're the one who hired these people. Like, yeah. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> he had know. nothing to do with they're it. They're the ones that ran the meeting, yep. so, you know, yep. we're not taking credit for that. We built the infrastructure. Right. We're dealing with where we have locked down the roasting of coffee and yep. shipping orders and yep. the wholesale. But uh, it was a big deal. And, you know, I think for us, it's just one, it's a good example of like a, it's a payoff after a lot of work. Right. You know, and sometimes it feels anticlimactic. But I think we need to take a moment to recognize how amazing it doesn't it feel anti. No, it doesn't. Okay, no, good. I don't know who thought that, but it wasn't me. <laughs> um, it was funny because when we were at the meeting, I mean, Phil's running the meeting, and um, he who was, is a partner. Who's a partner? Yes, he's the head roaster, and you know, obviously, him and Jill run everything. But um, I mean, he he was like, you know just doing an introduction of like who we all are. And he was like, we've been working together to make this happen for about two years. And I kind of was like, yeah, it has been two years. That is, 
it's just interesting that yeah. that you know you you work there's so many details to get something to happen and then you're sitting there with employees who are clocking in and like preparing to open the shop and you're like right. and oh it's actually going to open this is like a thing talking about dress code and behavior and, and like the three know, base yeah. sink and the dishwasher like how stuff's supposed to run and you're I mean like, it's going to be a real thing and yeah I mean so it's been 2 years so I don't we didn't talk about the early stages in this podcast because it was way too early. Yeah, I mean, like, we didn't know what way too was going to happen. Like, yeah. we've probably only been talking about this for six months, which probably right. feels like a long time to people. But yeah. yeah. Uh, two years. So it was like one year of kind of just ideas and thinking it through and meeting them and building a relationship with these two people that are now our partners. Yeah. And then starting last February, so a little over a year ago, yeah. is when we actually hammer to nail started started renovating and then here for we the roaster building and right. the cafe so double duty right. um and so very soon maybe even the next time we do this podcast yes we will be able to report on doors open and people out in the world sitting there enjoying what we've all created together it reminds me of when we do an airbnb because that that's been our um, experience with with renovating for vacation rentals where you do all this work so much work so much money so many details and then finally you put the airbnb listing and people start renting and you start actually like making money on right. all the things you've done and people are enjoying it and it's like i can't believe it's done <laughs> like i can't believe we did it so to kind of like and and it's the same thing is true with you know, when we started our eBay store and anyone hearing yeah. this who's, I guess, came to us because we sell on eBay. I mean, it's the right. same thing. You know, you watch a video online right. or you hear about it like, hey, you can make a lot of money selling on eBay. And you're like, huh, I'd like to try that. And then you <laughs> sell some things in your closet and you start buying stuff at Goodwill or something. Right, right. And then, you know, if you sell a couple things. But there's a big difference between like, hey, I made $100 right. and I'm making a thousand dollars a week every week there's a huge gulf in between there and right. what the only thing to really uh bridge that that gap is time you know and time and work you know right um you know and it's the same thing so if you want to start if we wanted to start a making a thousand dollars a week we had to put our head down and work and it you know it takes Six months, a year. I mean, well, I think I think what what keeps us going, and I'm sure other people is there's a vision of how you want something to be, whether it's eBay, whether it's Airbnb, whatever. Right. This coffee shop, right? I remember there were some hard times, especially when the pandemic happened, and we were like, "What is the future?" I mean, no right. one knew what was going on. It was really scary is for it zombie apocalypse. You know, we had or... bought build, so we bought the roaster building February first, right. and then the pandemic hit a month and a half later, a month, month and a half later, and we're just like, "I." It was really scary, and I remember thinking like. It doesn't matter. Like, I want this to happen. And I'm sure you felt the same way. Right. No matter what it takes, <laughs> I want this to happen so bad. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. Like, what we have to wait through or save up for or be patient about. And we did. So, 
I think that's the case with a lot of things where if you care enough, because there's some things where I'm like, oh, I have this idea and I want to do this thing. And then eventually it gets too hard and you're like, I don't know, whatever. But for this project, it was like, this is so important to us and to our building and to our town that it just has to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I felt that way several yeah, times mean, where I was like, it doesn't, I think you and I got yeah. in a fight one time and I was like, the only thing that matters is the cafe. Like it yeah. doesn't, like anything else we could possibly think is important is just like not important. Well, I have said before that I'm, that I'm not probably the best businessman because I think of like a business guy is like, he's got all these spreadsheets and, <laughs> you know, it's all like so logical well, and perfect and it's you know there's like it's like a robot you know on off does this work does this not you know anyway yeah i think we're different in the sense of numbers matter we yeah, talk numbers about it always i got matter. numbers i you know i'm not we're not in fantasy cloud life yeah but like you said some of it has to be for us at least heart because that's what gets yeah. us through those really tough times, you know. Because yeah. if we were just to look at the n- numbers, we probably would not get to this oh, point. God, because no. you know, it's there's been some hazy moments of like, is this going to be worth it? Hey, we're not even open yet. We don't know if it's going to be worth it. Um, I think so. You know, that's what I was telling a friend of mine. Like, we have, we're like at the end. Of the beginning. Right. Like, uh, you know, this has right. been two years' work. This is just work, the beginning. And we haven't even opened the doors. And when we open the doors, then it's like the second beginning starts. Yes, and exactly. then we'll see if yeah. all of this work hit off. Well, it's funny when you say, is it worth it? And like, I've had people ask us that before. Like other people who have businesses or, you know, what's what's your return on investment and how fast, you know? And I'm like... It's someone I knew who who asked me that, and I just kind of was like, "Is that why you're doing this? I mean, or is it because you?" And not not to say like like you said in fantasy cloud land where it's like you should just continuously lose money forever and right. like pursue your passion for no money. No, but I feel like I've known people who are like in quotes spreadsheet business people only, and like. It, it didn't work. Yeah. So I mean, you're like, it's got to be a combination. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I just always, like, I have to curb my enthusiasm and I have to always be like, I don't know, maybe right. it won't work. But, right. you know, there is really a fine balance between, like, you have to love, we have to love what we're doing. Yeah. Or else we don't, I don't want to wake up and do that No, thing. no, I know. But also the, the numbers have Yes. To work, and they both have to work. If the numbers work, but I just hate what it is, I'm like, <laughs> Why it doesn't do even it? matter. Yeah, you know. And if I love what we're doing, but the numbers don't work, then it's not gonna work. And you have to find like, yeah, that it's a balance. balance. And I don't know. I could never teach that. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. You just have to like think about it, and you know, and you make day by day choices based on how it feels and how the numbers look it's, that day. It's so know? funny because we, we took a couple of classes slash workshops slash whatever. Um, a couple of years ago. A couple of while ago. It was it, like a, a business class that the state ran. No, this is different. Oh. This is like the development, like the real estate development. Uh, yeah, it was like right. small real estate inv- development people doing kind of what right. we were doing. And I remember during one of the workshops, we were like sketching out numbers and how to get uh, investors and whatever, you know, just stuff. 
And I remember getting frustrated with one of the people who were like teaching us. And I was like, that's not how it's worked for us. And he's like, well, don't quit your day job. And I was like, this is my day job. And this is how I make money. So, So it's funny because it's like what worked for him, whatever his style and way of doing, you know, what we're doing was so different and, and it worked so different for him that he was like, well, you, it's not going to work that way. And I'm like, but it does work for me. <laughs> so I just think it, it, like you said, it's a weird combination that can't be taught. And it's true for people's eBay businesses where what we do are like buy and hold and like, right. you know, like list it and forget it. Some three, people are like, that's yeah. insane. Right. Like other people uh, in eBay business where they hold on to things for a year, two years, three yeah. years. They're like, I don't have time or room or care or for that. mentality or exactly. heart for that. Right. You know, Which um, makes sense. I mean, I get that. I think the other thing too is so, you know, every day we take this walk on our Greenway. The Greenway. The Hawksbill Greenway. We love it. In beautiful Luray, Virginia. Hey, I just posted on Instagram about it. <laughs> And we see a lot of the same people, you know, people. Yeah, the regulars. And, you know, past six weeks or so, people can see there's a lot of activity. People in and out of our coffee shop. There's like, yeah, there's like paper. There's paper on the window so you can't see in. Everyone can tell. And, you know, people ask us, when's it going to open? We're like, soon. I mean, I can't give them the date. I can tell in people's faces like after now five, six (laughs) weeks now, people are like, okay. But... I feel like, I don't know if it's television, you know, like we will, we enjoy TV shows, right? (laughs) And like in 30 minutes or 60 minutes, like a whole world gets kind of wrapped up, you know? Right. It's like, you're like, how did all that? In one hour, all this stuff happens. It's so fun and entertaining. And it's just, life just takes so much longer. And people seem confused while it's taking so long to open the coffee shop. And it just takes time. It's like, I don't, you know you don't really care about the details, but there's just so much that has to happen, you know? Well, I think also like, gosh, we've talked about this so many times, but like I've seen other people open without that level of preparation. And I've seen people fail really quickly because you're like, oh, you didn't set up like a whole system of how things are going to work with your employees and your managers and you. Right. Um, and you see it failing really quickly because the, the, all the questions, there's so many questions about systems and health code and, you know, that have to be answered. And if you don't have answers for those in systems, you will fail. But I mean, it's just like with, uh, in eBay business, like I, we we haven't gotten these in a while, but I remember we would get these comments from mainly uh, women. Yeah, and they'd be like, "I want to start an eBay business," and they would have a husband who was not happy, not about into it. it. And like, oh, that's why are you stupid. buying all this junk? <laughs> and you know, and the husband would not understand that it takes time. Right, it's you know? not going to happen in a week. You know, the wife sells a couple things, three right. things, four things and he's like, "Ah, you know, this this is not going to work." You know? Right, right. And it's just not having the patience or the understanding that building that eBay business might take a year, you know, right. of the wife to spend her afternoons right putting stuff on and, you know, going shopping and 
I will say it's, it's gone but. both ways. I've, I've, we've had husbands be like, my wife, and my sure. garage is filled and right. my wife is not happy. Right. <laughs> but, but I think like with the, um, staff, like full staff meeting we had, um, we had met everyone before, but we hadn't really had time. I mean, there has been no time for us to like chat with people and cause everyone's from our town. Um, and some people we kind of knew before. So, you know, just getting to know people and know what they're interested in. Like two of the young women were like, they're, you know, in high school and they're like, we really love gardening. And I'm like, first of all, that's adorable. Second of all, that's something that Jill and I have talked about extensively of like, let's get fresh herbs. Let's get fresh stuff from our gardens to like make things with. So, you know, it... That is relationship building, and that is not um, something that happens like in five minutes. Yeah. So, um, so s- someone had asked us a couple of weeks ago on the forum. You know, we have talked extensively about wanting to own our own time. You know, yeah. Not waking up with an alarm clock, which I think is yeah. still true. But we are now committing. We've talked about it. Now, we roast coffee Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah. Our schedule, we've kind of built our own schedule. It's about 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or so. How do you feel about that, doing this for the next year? Oh, I feel fine about it because, I mean, I know we're like, those are fixed days that we... But there's flexibility in that, in a way, where if I... a A couple of days ago, it was last Monday... I had to start roasting early because I was on like a conference talk, um, like a conference call, conference talk. And I was like, I have to be done by noon. So we started roasting at 8 a.m. Right. As long as I have my, my you know, we, what we do like a, a spreadsheet of information of like what needs to get roasted, what do we need where, bulk numbers, as long as that's done before – there's flexibility there where as long as you and I get the bags ready for the shop and for the orders, it's fine. Um, That's a good point. You know what I mean? We've built a schedule of stuff that needs to get done, but it's not a schedule where if we don't show up or do something exactly during those hours, right? I mean, it has to get done by a certain time. And honestly, if, you know, crap hit the fan, we could roast on a Tuesday. Or a Sunday, you know, like we roast Monday and Thursday, but if for some reason something happened and I had to go out of town and I was like, well, I'm going to roast everything Sunday. So it's ready for pickup on Monday. But, and, and if I think about it, it's really just like our eBay store where we don't have a fixed schedule, but we would have schedules. Right. Especially when we started, you know, okay, let's wake up, let's, eat and then let's just start doing ebay right you know i have it so it's similar with ebay and with airbnb you know i wake up in the morning and i ship ebay stuff that's just like part of my day it's what i like to do i like to get it out before the carry comes but it doesn't have to get done right so in the morning it could be done the night before right so right it could be done the night before i have three-day handling i could take a couple days to just wait on certain things so it has to get done, but there's flexibility. So that's that's what I love about the coffee business. Like it, it will get done and we will do it, but there's there's a level of flexibility there. So that's why I feel okay about it. Right. Not like you might mu- like yeah. there is no And it feels like and that's why you know we love we enjoy what we're doing is that we're helping to build something. Yeah. So every 
these days we go in and do it, we're helping to build and sustain this business. Right, you know, it's exactly. Not, uh, it does not feel like a sweatshop. It does not know? feel like going to an office and working for someone and just not seeing any right. reward. It's like we're directly right. doing mean, something. For our own business yeah. and exciting when Phil comes in and he's like, oh, we just got a new... Wholesale, wholesale order, order yeah, or that uh, happened a current day. wholesale customer, they're doubling their order. You right. Know, that's very exciting. Yeah. You so know. you're like, uh, okay, this is working. Right. Like what we're doing is working. Yeah. Right. And we're the ones to fulfill that. He doesn't understand that we're all about production. Oh, we're like, you know? pack that five pound <laughs> bag. I can't let's wait. Go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk specifically about our eBay store this week. Yes. So we have officially, I think... Change our subscription yeah. on eBay. Uh, so we paid for our last... Yeah, I didn't quite understand it because other people... Anyway, I don't know. We just paid our last Anchor sub- subscription yeah. like two days ago. So $299. Oh my God, eBay. So supposedly starting next month, and I'm going to keep an eye on yeah, it, we're going to a premier subscription right. for $59.99. Oh, so much cheaper. So we're going to save like Sheesh. 250 $50 a month for the exact same amount so of items crazy. in our store. So it's good. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a very good change. Uh, I also saw in our seller hub, under the payments tab, it's where I live, numbers, yeah. right? Um, there was an invoice area, like a box that was invoice. That's gone. Oh. So I'm wondering, I think this is... What eBay was talking about before, where there's no longer going to be an invoice. Yeah. I'm assuming eBay is now going to take out all expenses yeah. out of our profits before they send it to us. So they'll take out yeah. subscription. Final they, value fee. They already do final value fee. They already do shipping. shipping they already do promotion fees. Uh, so that's all gone, which I like. I don't. So I wonder how they're going to do. It's FedEx and uh, and UPS. Right, because FedEx and UPS had always been... Um, so when you buy a label from the post office on eBay, many of you know this, you get charged right away. It's like you pay for the label. It doesn't matter if you use it or not. You've paid for it. If you do UPS or FedEx, you get invoiced for it after. So if I do 10 FedEx labels for the same box... They're like, okay, you'll only pay for the one that got used. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's how it works, and you get invoiced. So I, I don't know if it'll go on your, like, once it goes through and scanned mm-hmm. and delivered, it'll go on, like, the next or payment it, cycle like the week after. They just take it out of the... Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll yeah. see. I mean, we're going to see. Yeah. I got it. So we used to get an email that was like, your invoice is ready. And I just saw an email that was like, your financial statement is ready. Right. So I'm assuming that's the change. Like financial yeah. statement versus invoice. Right. Yeah. And you know? I kind of, I clicked on it and yeah, it just shows you all your sales and expenses. I, of course, just deleted it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's different. Delete. Don't so look at it. Wonder how <laughs> our taxes are going to be different for next year. I know we were talking about on the mm. forum, and I'm hoping it's easier. But there are people saying that eBay is going to send you a 10.99 that includes all the taxes that, that people make pay, any sense. and then 
they're like, well, then you have, you know, you as a seller have to figure out how much taxes you paid. And I'm like, isn't eBay going to I thought eBay, like, so Airbnb does the same thing now where it pays your state, like, lodging tax Mm -hmm. in Virginia anyway. I think they do it everywhere. And they don't show that on your 1099. Like, they're just like. It's not included. Yeah, Yeah. they're just like, this is your net everything we yeah. gave you. I if mean, you have expenses, you need to So it's them. no one's really given me a good answer to that. Yeah. Like, eBay. Because I'm like, is eBay going to say that we got paid the taxes even though eBay paid the, you know. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't I'm know. sure this year's 1099 was a mess. It, it, it made sense to my numbers, but I don't know. Yeah. Of course, so, it was only half the year, so. So we will see. And yeah, that's just, we'll I mean, that is part of being a, you know, a full-time eBayer or a person who's, you know, if you actually are making a living off of eBay, you have to figure out those taxes and your expenses yeah. and, you know, yep. it's just the way Write-offs, it's, all your write-offs. It's the difference between us and the guy that sells in a parking lot. You know? <laughs> For cash. Yeah. Okay. Cash only. Let's talk about our numbers. Uh, this would be from the 11th through the 17th of April. Let me write that down. Okay. Uh, we sold 37 items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're like, people, are, well, look, people are talking on the forum and on Reddit like, I haven't had sales in three days. Our gross sales, $1,739. Okay. There were some high-dollar items. Our net there. sales, $1,264. Love it. So, Love it. Over a thousand, not bad. Uh, but yeah, people were saying like someone just posted last night on the f- forum that they're a small s- seller and they go often a day without selling an item. They haven't sold something in five days. That's that's and a little bit. She nuts. or he had been like, "Is something wrong? What's I wrong like with my eBay?" Sub- and I don't know. You know, eBay has felt slow, and yeah. I wonder if it's just because. You know, COVID fatigue, people are starting to either get the vaccine or they've had it or people are just feeling tired. It's springtime and they're just getting out in the world and they're not sitting at home buying things on eBay. I never know. I don't know. There's millions of people in this country. Could that be the case for all of them? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I never know. All we know when stuff like this happens is keep listening. That's it. Economic yeah. fluctuations. Yeah. yeah. Keep listing. Now, I've noticed that we've been uh, putting just all kinds of wacky, cool, weird things in our yeah, store. I have been listing. <laughs> well, okay. So he'll take pictures of stuff. And, and for some reason on scheduled. Our helper. Our right? helper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's he? Uh, it's not us. So... It's a bunch of random stuff, and then once it gets into scheduled, it's all... Like, he'll take a picture of a bunch of, like, ceramic plates, but once you schedule it, it's, like, all over the place. So I just kind of, like, pick random stuff to list. Mm. So it's never, like, a bunch of ceramics. It's, like, here's a weird candlestick, and here's also, like, a magazine from the 1920s. Like, I don't even (laughs) want... Yeah, we have definitely entered, like, you know, we talked about our store over the past 12 years has been, it's kind of go through cycles of stuff it would refine, stuff that we get interested in, Yeah, you know, and so we're definitely not about clothes right now. We're just about heart. We're about to be, though. I have so many clothes. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so you went to a couple auctions in the summer, last summer, and bought like two huge truckloads of stuff, and we just got through that. And a lot of it was ceramics, like yeah. just it, ceramics, that sounds ridiculous, but it's like fine china and like collectible stuff. And you know what? I sell this stuff like crazy, so yeah. it's fine. Yep. Um, but... That's been a majority of stuff I've been yep. listing. Um, customer issues, we really haven't had any. The issues, one issue is I nice. had, so I do want to talk about this. It wasn't my fault or anything, but someone uh, bought something and had it sent to their old address, and it got marked as vacant. Hmm. So whatever apartment they used to live in, no one's living there. Um, so... It got sent back to me. I just was kind of like, huh? So I'm like, what's going to happen? And then actually that day, I, I think eBay sends a message, this has been delivered. And the buyer was like, oh, eBay had my old address and can you resend this to me? Mm-hmm. Of course, with managed payments, you can't just like send an invoice for like the $10 for shipping. So I kind of, I was like, scanning my brain like what do i do and then i thought of like what we've been talking about lately where where you're like okay make a custom listing for this person so what i did was i i made it i was like okay i can reship this to you i can't send you any kind of invoice ebay like doesn't allow it so i made a custom listing for him of the item and it was titled like reship for his username because gotcha. I'm like nobody. Hopefully right. nobody's gonna. So it's like he. So according to eBay, he bought an item, right? But really, he just paid the for shipping. shipping. So I made so because of fees and stuff, whatever. I made it a little more expensive than what he paid right. for shipping. It was like thirteen dollars. But then isn't eBay going to expect you? Oh, and then and then I print a new label. So he also said this. Oh, I fixed my address on eBay. So I couldn't like print a new label, whatever. I was like, so Mm. buy this for the shipping price and um, I'll be able to make a label for your new address Mm. and it'll get delivered. So that's what I did. To me, that's so wacky though. Like that that eBay makes you go. The other thing too is I couldn't communicate through eBay messages Mm. and be like, can I send you a PayPal invoice for reship? Because they like flag that stuff. You can't do your email address. Right. I can't see his email address right. anymore. So I'm like, I don't want to get suspended by just like trying to talk to this customer right. about reshipping. So, and it doesn't help to call eBay because they're like, we don't know what to do. Um, so that was my solution. Yeah, anyway. eBay doesn't do well with, so weird. with edge cases. You know, they yeah, have, it's an edge case. They have a system that works for you know ninety percent of the stuff, and then there's a ten percent stuff where really, and this is just the a way it is. Like, I know yeah. there are some people that they don't like this, and they just rant and rant and rant about it. But the thing is, you just have to kind of like hack yeah. eBay. To make it work in your favor. So that was what I did and it got delivered to him and he moved from like North Dakota to Tennessee or something. So um, that was my one thing that I was like, oh, I, I like dug into the archives of us talking about like, you know, people asking questions and saying like, oh, I made a custom listing for that customer. I'm like, Mm. oh, that's what I'll do. Mm. And it worked. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the calls or questions that people sent in this week. Okay, you can email us an audio file. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. Or you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486. Hey, Jay and Ryan. This is Marty in Santa Barbara County, California. I am 
calling for two things. One, thank you for everyone who has supported me over the forum and here on the podcast. I am definitely as committed as ever, but I have pulled back my efforts on eBay the past few weeks due to some things at home. And I've been doing these two larger listings or groups of listings in pieces, and I'm getting close to finishing uh, those two. I've listed a few of them, but um, a few of them I have not. Which brings me to the um, next question. I have heard you say over the years, and just a few weeks ago as well, how you, when you find something really unique, you you really list it high. Just go high and see what happens. And you're willing to let it sit there for a while. And I have something like that. I'm willing to let it sit here for a year, two, three, maybe. Hopefully not much longer than that. But uh, there are these beautiful silk Italian hanging coverings for lights, like a, a hanging light. And I think they cost about $5,000 back in 1980. And they've been sitting in a box ever since. And I can only find one little problem wrong with it. The threads on the little tassel doohickey is not quite machine right, it seems, or, or something's happened to it. I don't know. So I can disclose that in the listing. Um, I'm just thinking, I mean, should I go with what I think the comps are, which I'm, I'm, I'm going against right now. I, uh, comps might come up to about maybe 2,500. Or should I list these things for something astronomical, like 5,000? And then just wait for the right designer who really needs these to give me like a $3,500 offer. How would you go about this? Do you have any input? Good luck on the coffee shop and thank you. So this is a really good question and something we talk about endlessly. And it's yeah. good. And it, it, I don't think you can talk about it or think about it enough for yourself. Because I think the answer is just it's whatever works for you. And I know for me. The times I think about our eBay business, the times I feel regret is when I realize we sold something too cheap, you know? And I always think of this. We bought our first house that we bought to turn into a rental. Yep. They had this hanging oh, yeah. light. It was huge. Yeah. But it was a designer light. Yeah, like a, a Danish designer. And it was huge. And I think about it now that we were really still, I mean, this is this like. This is 2011. Yeah, I mean, we're still relatively new to eBay and we were new to kind of selling hard goods. And I remember we elicited it for $800. I think it was 900 Yeah. And it sold immediately. Right. And then we had messed up on the shipping cost. Because it was huge. And and it was just... And look, we made... It was We fun. still made money. I but mean, I think back at it now, what we should have done is done better research. Right. Put it at a much higher price. Right. And held on to it. Right. And I just think about those moments when yeah. we've done that, where we're like kind of in over our heads and we sell something... And that was a lot of money for us, too, at that time. $900? That was a big sale for us. But I I think now, in 2021, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, what year is it? 2021. I'm like, oh, my God. We could have made so much more money just because we have more patience than we do. So the other thing, too, is when you say the comps, where are you getting comps? Like, Mm. are there other... You said there are not very many items like this. So is there anything that's sold that you're seeing for $3,500, $4,000, etc.? Um, if not, so here's another way to think about it. I've had certain items where I can find nothing. There was this um, 
1800s. Do you remember this? It was like uh, an incense burner. It was oh, like yeah. an oil. It was like an oil lamp slash. It was very specific. Like I could find no markings that were similar to this. Someone I put it up as best as I could describe it. Someone emailed me and they were like, I they were a collector of this very specific, and I had put it up really high because I was like, I don't know what this is. It's special. And this person was like, please pack it really well. I've never seen one like this, you know? And so if you have an item that is so rare, because it sounds like it's delicate, it's silk, it's delicate, it's been in a box for, you know, 30 years, price it high. Like you said, 5000 make offer? What if someone's like $5,000 yeah. right away? Yeah. You're like, great, you just made five k. And, you know, and for us, again, the, the thing is, as long as we have storage, yeah, in which we do, so it's not like, you know, this item is not like harassing us. It's right. not like in my house or right. looking down at me, like in my way. It's just in storage. It doesn't matter. Try it out. Put it up for... Three months. Yeah. See what See happens. What people, look, people are people are going to message you, too. Yeah. If there are, like you said, designers looking for things like this, yeah. it's a rare find. Someone might be like, this is a so-and-so, such-and-such, right. you know. But, yeah. That's, you just got to try it. Yeah. and But then there are other people, other people who sell on eBay, who have just as good, I mean, they, they run a business that's just as good. Where they're just like, I just want this out. I want a thousand dollars. If I got out. this thing for five dollars and I can sell it for five hundred, yeah, I'm happy. Tomorrow, I'm happy. I don't want to hold on to it for a year and sell it for twenty five hundred. I want five hundred now. Right. You know? So, who, which one are yeah. you? Hi, my name's Nicole. I was listening to your podcast uh, last week, and you said that you had a lot of new sellers, and I kind of wanted to give a tip. Since the beginning of the pandemic, I really started to get into hard goods. Boxes that I find that are left for recycle are TV boxes and computer boxes. They're great for shipping pretty much anything. Artwork, I use the Mac box. TV boxes are really versatile. versatile, And they actually, because of the dimensions, they actually are not as expensive as you would think to ship. So some information for your newer listeners about boxes and recycling. So thanks and have a great day. Bye. Okay, this is how you know that you're old is when I pictured a TV <laughs> box, it was like a big old TV, you know, like a oh, big, yeah. I'm like a TV box. And then I'm like, oh, we just bought a TV for one of our rentals. A thin. It's like thin. So yeah. we bought a TV because like TVs just break randomly, like after three years. Electronics. Yeah. Cheap electronics. So we bought a TV. It was like a 43 inch TV or whatever. And the box, like she said, for artwork, first of all, it comes with that styrofoam. So you've got a way to package like a big piece of art in there and it's thin. So it's probably three or four inches. So that makes the dimensional weight for either UPS, FedEx or USPS smaller. I hoard those boxes. Jay is like hating me because we've ordered a few mirrors like I bought a mirror for our yeah. house because I actually like want my house to look nice sometimes and I bought mirrors for the um for the cafe and whatever and those boxes as well are like TV boxes where they're thin they have padding inside 
but then they're larger on the other, you know, dimensions. So I've been I've been using those boxes for artwork and I've been hoarding those boxes and they take up kind of a lot of room, but they can stack. You know, they're thin, so they stack, but when you need those boxes, you are so happy to have yeah. those boxes. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell? I agree. That's a good one. So, that's it for calls. Cool. Uh, all right. Next time we talk, we can talk more about. I don't know. I'm not going to. I don't know. It, it, it could be really exciting. Moving target. Or it could be very boring. But anyway, uh, thank you for being here today and I hope we could help you. You can order coffee online, broadporchcoffee.com. Yes. We are roasting tomorrow. Yeah. If you want to support us, yes, order our coffee. We want to give you we want to trade you money for, for coffee. coffee delicious so, yeah. coffee broadporchcoffee.com we have some really 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 good roasts 10 different kinds of coffees and if you're like what coffee do i get i would suggest southern split it's just the it's, it's classic just delicious it's classic if you're if you already know about specialty coffee and you're you know adventurous we have a Burundi. Love Burundi. Cameroon. Ethiopian. Those are two brighter, yes. sweeter Those are coffees. lighter. Yeah. Cameroon is uh, a medium roast. Delicious. Love it. Drink it with cream. And we actually get it from a guy who, uh, he actually, he doesn't own the farm in Cameroon. He founded a co-op in Cameroon. And so... Cameroon coffee is not common. He's actually kind of cool. He's been in the business for 30 years. And so he has created this farm there. And so he it's gets a that coffee. Yeah. And we co op meaning that it comes from different farms. But um, so it's special. It's special. It's, it's special. It comes from Vermont. Um, my sister drives yeah. it down from Vermont. So it's you can tell we're excited about these things. Anyway. So, broadporchcoffee.com. We will have an update next week. Yep. This podcast is ending in three, three two, two, one. one. Bye.